I'm gonna go ahead and let you introduce yourself, and then we're gonna go off on a couple topics and just uh, create conversation. All right, so I'm Tate Weiss. Um, I'm still in high school. I'm working on this, just trying to get some money from where I'm going, what I'm gonna do, what I want to do in life. My background is not much, uh, but my future is gonna be something bigger. I'm doing this to make money so I can provide for myself, my family, and everyone else. Um, this is just going to be building steps um, to get to where I want to be. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I originally reached out to Tate. I don't remember how I I don't remember how I originally found got in contact with you. I think you found my snap yeah, somewhere. I, I, got I posted from, everywhere because um, I'm kind of a... Uh, Josh Jonesy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Josh. He's my man. Yeah. Um, shout out, Josh. But uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I've grown up middle class. I've grown up like a lot of other people. I've been lower class. It's not even really all about the monetary. I mean, it's essential because I would say that people are like, oh, this, you know, like money's evil. I don't think money's evil. That's my opinion. It's I think a lot of people's perceptions about that mm-hmm. are just evil (laughs) so because you know in the right hands it can be prosperous and it can be something that can lead to a better future and i wanted something more i don't want to work a job and so that's why i'm connecting with aspiring people such as yourself um and that's why i've had you on today so with that being said if there's anything else you want to say or go off on we can start on the first topic uh well i greatly appreciate it thanks for meeting out here at this time um even though it was such short notice but yeah it was it was pretty cool what i what i want to talk about is the kind of steps that people should really be taking towards what they want to do online, how everything is different and things that they should look up on to get themselves to where they want to be. So what I've noticed with my research on where I want to be at, which is something I've never really heard anyone say or do, it's the books. I mean, you can consult the holder of all world knowledge and you might get the information you want, but there's so much information out there. You might, it might be hiding itself from you. But the books are more direct and where you want to go. But with business and how to start it up, it always talks about what your goals and aspirations are. And you have to have a steady workflow and your drive's got to be good. That is almost 90% of all the work, like business books and entrepreneurship books that I've seen out there. I'm mainly looking for something that can tell me how I can make connections, where I can find these connections at. Links, websites, places I can go to, phone numbers I can call, people I can see, somebody I can talk to. And this is why I love doing this podcast because not only is this going to tell other people what kind of information they should be looking for, where they want to start out with this podcast, but what they also want to do. I don't know if this is getting feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And see, like this, I started doing this for one, and I admire the ambition, by the way. Um, I connected with, I like connecting with a lot of like-minded people because I feel like this generation especially is off on a, a different note. Um, you know, everyone's caught up in the moment. Everyone's out partying, doing this, doing that. Sorry about that, guys. Um, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's caught out in the moment. You know, everyone at this age is out partying, doing this, doing that. You know, it's a time and place for that. But it's also at the same time, it's like, you know, you've got to have priorities, and that's something that I've had to learn myself. I've put myself wrong, around the wrong people, around the wrong people. I failed. I've made money. I've lost money. Uh, I've lost thousands of dollars. I've invested into education. I've made decisions that people have not agreed with, but I think that is worth it in the long run, and I think that's what has made me stand out as an individual. And that's something that, like, you have to find. Like, you have got to find what really emotionally drives you in life because that's going to be the game changer. That's going to be what changes everything. And um, that, for me, was... Uh, you know, I've, I've talked to them about this. Uh, I've lost my mom two years ago. Um, I've lost uh, my grandma last year. And that was sort of just 
a big emphasis on how short time is, but at the same time, you've you've got a long time, but it just flies by quick, and everybody's like, oh, when's the day going to be over? When's the day going to be over? But I'm like, I don't want the day to be over. You've got 24 right. hours. Steve Jobs has the same 24 hours. You know, Mark Zuckerberg had the same 24 hours, and really what it comes down to is just ambition, drive, knowing where you're going, and time management. Um, and that's something that a lot of people, our common sense is not that common. I'll come back. All right, cool. So, um, speaking back on what he said, the drive, the ambition, everything that you got to do, you got to plan this thing out. Best thing you can start off with whenever you're wanting to pick out a business is focus on what people need, but they don't have. So what I'm looking into doing is a sort of private security with also military contracting. No one's ever really done that before. Hell, it may be illegal right now, but for all I know, I could be changing the law with what I want to do in life. I mean, look at Donald Trump. He built a business from a small amount of a million dollars. But, you know, he, Sorry, guys. he has his own hotel in big cities. I went to Washington, D.C. this past couple weeks ago, and I walked into that hotel, and whenever I say it's extravagant, I seriously mean it's extravagant. You walk on in, and you are treated like you are the president. Even if you're wearing street clothes, they will ask, what can I get for you, sir? Would you like a drink from the bar? I'm not even 21 yet, and I got asked that, which is fantastic. They get asked. Hey, can I take your luggage to your room? I'm sorry, I don't have a room. I was just stopping by here on the way to my hotel right up the street that costs like 12 bucks a night. Oh, okay. Well, please stay. Enjoy, enjoy it here. <laughs> I, I went there. There was a big-ass tree. Uh, I don't know if I got the photos here. I, I, I got some photos on here. And it's, it's crazy. crazy. Uh, here we go. There you go. There you go. Oh, wow. That's cool. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That is that a flag. Is flag. That's, that's yeah. the front of, front of. Yeah. Yeah. I love the inside. The decor on the inside was really amazing, right. actually. I, I, I went to... Sorry, go ahead. It, it was... Okay, so whenever someone thinks of wealthy and rich, they think of something clean, glossy, and gold. You saw very little gold. You saw a lot of brass, though. Polished brass. A lot of people mistake polished brass from gold. And I'm going to go into another segment on this for a quick second. It's hard to tell the difference between gold and brass until you test the how malleable it is. Take a bite into it, see if it's dead easily. If it doesn't, it tastes like metal. If it doesn't, okay. If it rusts, if it doesn't, okay. Gold doesn't really rust; it stays gold. Brass rusts because it's kind of derived from copper almost a little bit. But you can make yourself. The term fake it till you make it is 100% the best thing you can do. You fake what you're doing until you actually make it. So by the time you make it, you're already used to this type of setup, this type of um, habitual things that you start doing in order for you to be successful. You're already used to being successful because you're faking it until you really did make it. So that's one of the practices that Donald Trump did is he faked it. He lost thousands of dollars with investing, with building things that he knew was going to make money. He faked that he was doing so well for so long, and then he made it. And see, I want to touch on something real quick. I want to get controversial here for just a minute. Um, and this isn't from a political aspect. This is simply from a business and psychological aspect. Um, 
you look at the man, like regardless of your opinions towards him, um, he's he's done a lot towards business. He's he's went bankrupt. He's went through. Uh, if you actually read the book, The Art of the Deal, I believe. Um, I, I've read a couple of his books actually, but one of his books he talks about how he went uh, nearly bankrupt, came in, um, sold a deal on a on a huge building, and. Uh, had essentially saved that deal and closed that um, that no one else thought had been closable. And he came in and did that, um, highlighted the storytelling aspects, which is a big thing in business. And everybody sees, uh, you know, you hear someone going bankrupt, this, that, say, oh, you know, you can't run a business, can't do this, can't do that. But like, really, that, that that's to me part of progress. That's part of moving forward is failing. So failing is essential, you know, given like I told you, I'm working on starting up my business still getting momentum. I'm still early, dude. Like I'm, I'm still learning shit. Um, but failure is a central part of reaching that success. And again, not just monetary, but you know, that's failure in general, moving forward, getting progress, learning from your mistakes, learning from that, being able to fall and get back up. And that's the biggest thing to me. That's what I look for. I should just leave this in. Get a sponsorship from Dillard's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Getting back to that. So, but coming from a business perspective, I think he's done a lot with uh, his businesses. And, you know, he's learned. He's failed. He's done real estate. He's done this. He's done that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking into getting into Airbnb, which I think is a good opportunity. And if you guys actually follow, for those of you that follow Grant Cardone, I had a friend that, uh, I don't remember, sorry, uh, messaged me whenever, whoever the fuck that was that told me. Um, but I had a friend that was helping on a podcast, uh, and Grant Cardone came in and was talking about uh, Airbnb. So he, he, even the big names are, are looking into getting into this. Um, and that's something I'm still not into yet, but it's definitely something I'm going to venture towards. Um, so with that being said, I'm, I'm going to pass off to Tate real quick and let you uh, give your two cents. Um, to touch on your Airbnb, it's... It is fantastic. That's a great idea because you're sitting there and you have these real estate properties that you can sell to other people for temporary time. You provide the furniture. You provide food if, you, if necessary. And they just stay there for another two. You can charge them for a certain amount, which if you do the... They can stay there, which if you do the math correctly, you'll be able to make that money back that you've invested. I've seen people who've taken... $32,000 homes, flipped them into $150,000 homes, Airbnb'd them, and now they're making millions because they did the same process from the money they had. Now, people are probably wondering, how, how, how did they get this kind of money to start off with? Because some people think money breeds money. That's not true. Ideas breed money. You just got to find the right people who won't take advantage of your ideas. You got to find the right people who will sit down and say, let me help you with your idea. Let me help you fulfill your dreams. Let me help you make the money you deserve. And then it also goes all the way down to if you're going to keep this money for yourself or are you going to use this money to help other people? Let's look at Mr. Beast. He started from zero. Literally nothing. He had a $12 webcam and an old phone. Like an iPhone 4 when he started recording. He got videos he got likes from his family members and friends that's good he got people to support him and then he finally got his first sponsorship it was small he didn't really disclose who it was from but he made a good amount of money that's when he bought his first camera that first camera bumped it up that small 
beginning investment into what you really want to do in life can set you off on a path that no one else has ever even thought of. This dude knows the algorithm of YouTube. It takes specific things that they like and don't like. So challenges other people, other YouTubers, and something no one else has seen before. They also like short and sweet titles, and they love clickbait. So the thumbnails, you'll see people standing in a circle looking up at a camera in like the middle of a storm or something like that. Or um, Fortnite um, gun game, something like that with Nerf guns, right? He's done videos like that. The multi-million dollar dude who has a net worth of that much gives almost every single penny of his away to other people. And then he has his own store of his own logo being sold to people. And that's how his money gets made from. He came up with the idea of Team Trees, but he admits that he never is. He admits that he's not the original owner of it. He admits that he's not the number one person. There were so many influencers throughout YouTube, so many people that went out and asked for millions of dollars to plant millions of trees by Wednesday. And he did it. They are just shy over 20 million trees. They're like 20 million and a couple hundred dollars. Like 325, I'm pretty sure. And he never takes the credit for himself. He puts himself last and puts everyone else before him. If you watch his videos, he goes out and he gives money away. That's investing into other people. You have to invest into other people before you can invest into something that's not someone else. Because if you invest money into a share, all it's going to do is sit there. For someone to be able, for you to make money off of that share, you have to have someone sit in the chair so they can pay you money to sit in it. And yeah, and see, and really, like it, it comes with that that accountability, that taking charge, because a lot of people don't take charge, and that's the, that's the biggest thing that's going to hold you back, and that's what's held me back uh, in the past. Is you know, you know, you don't know where to start, you get overwhelmed. But I mean, really, taking any step, taking a half step, taking one step, two, three, five, ten steps forward, is always going to be better, in my opinion, than not taking any steps at all, because then you know, at least you're not stagnant and you're trying. And a lot of people don't see that because everyone looks at the surface, the surface value of everything. You know, we don't see what people go through, what the people start out with. It's always, oh, you know, overnight success, overnight success. It's this, that. It's one thing or another. And that's something that never quite gets taken out of the media. You know, then that's gone on. How many people have you heard that overnight success, you know, Grant, they called Grant Cardone an overnight success. They called, you know, whoever, you know, big names, overnight success. And really they've worked undercover for five, six, seven, ten years sometimes on all of this, on the empire they're building. And that's really been my driver. And I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm just starting off. I'm, but I found my driver. I know what direction I go. I'm wanting to go in the next five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, and that that's, what's going, I'm, that's what I'm going to use to lead me. And that's something that a lot of people don't think about, you know, is the the stuff that goes on in the background the stuff that people don't see that that tip of the iceberg you only see you're only seeing that tip of the iceberg um when people see anything of you know like oh you're sitting on a beach you're doing this you're doing that and you're free you're making money people didn't see you know all the money i had to put into my business people didn't see this and that and my mess ups my failures you know i dude i almost had to go to a fucking doctor because my stress was so bad right like i was I, i was i was having so such bad stress from 
trying to figure everything out, but I just committed to it. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And that just comes down to commitment. And really, you've got to commit every day with anything, like regardless of what it is, sports, you know, maybe it's a hobby, maybe it's your job, maybe, you know, not everyone wants to be a leader. Some people do like working jobs and that's fine, but you'd be the best damn person. You'd be the best person there. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a janitor, you'd be the best damn janitor that you can be in that industry, you know? So CEO, janitor, you've got to treat them the same. Oh, you were speaking really fast. No, you're good. You're good. Um, God, man, I was at some point. Right. So people are thinking, well, I don't have an idea. I don't have anything to sell to people. I don't have I don't have something to start off with. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to get this money. Well, let's look at it like this. Look around your room. What do you need and what do you not need? What do you see beneficial to you in the future and what do you not see beneficial to your future? Whatever you have a make a list. Have a list of what you don't need. Sell those things. Have that money. Put it away for what you want to build. And then you take that money and you sit there and think, how can I make this grow? What can I invest into? To so where you go from there is to think, what are you going to do to give to the public? What are you, what are you going to do to make people say, yes, I need that and I'm going to give my money for that? What are you going to do for people to say, yeah, I'll invest into that in stocks? What are you gonna what are you what are you gonna do for someone else to say that is my rival right there and I'm going to make them fail? Your goal is to make enemies with the business. If you're making enemies, you're succeeding. If you're not making enemies, you're failing, basically. I mean, yeah, you got some good friends, but they don't see you as a threat. People need to see you as a threat in order for you to be technically successful in this world. But success also comes with your own definition. So success also starts off with what you see as important as your business. I see success. I see success as providing for my parents, paying them back for everything they've paid me back for, providing for my sister, paying off her college debt, paying off my college debt, my kids, being able to pay for my kids in the future, being able to pay for my wife and not have any problems. I want to be successful to where if something goes wrong with my main plan, I'll have three or four extra plans to fall back on it like a trampoline and rebound immediately. Find something, make a plan, write everything out, make lists. Lists are your best friend with business because the first thing you start off with the list is number one. You are going to be number one whenever you complete that list. I'm going to restate that. You are going to be number one when you complete that list. Okay. So with these lists, you... You get the first thing done. The next step should be something that should be completely easy after the first step is completely done. So it's like dominoes. Knock the first step over and you see everything else fall into place. It sounds... I make it sound easy. It's not really that easy, but it is simple. Yeah, and see, like, a lot of it... uh, See, I've got... uh, I have five six seven journals all on different things i've got one on time management i've got one on e-commerce i've got one on sales i've got one on um russian language i started teaching myself russian in like seventh grade um i've got journals on everything i've got journals on that i sketch with and you've got to have something in line you've got to have daily goals you've got to have monthly goals and 
um, because that that's what's going to drive you. If you know, if you get off track and you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're going. You're definitely not going to hit it. You know, if if you're like, I'm going to do this, 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 and that's that's where you get the overly ambitious people. And I even have to catch myself. I, no one's perfect. I have to catch myself because you know we get ambitious, but then we don't know what direction to go in. And so knowing that direction and having the ambition can definitely drive you with having that higher level of clarity. Um, and to go back real quick onto a point. Um, a, a lot of people see sales as a negative thing when really like everything's bought and sold, right? Everything's in a market. You have people buy and sell furniture, people buy and sell cars. It, everyone in the world's, you know, bought something, you know, I don't care if it's a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. All right. So if I could stop you right there, I got a couple people asking what this, um, podcast is on. It's on Spotify, right? Uh, uh, correct. So, what would it be? Uh, what would it be under? Um, look under Jagger Resnikov show. I can help you get something set up. Um, here right after this, actually, uh, with getting yours set up as well, getting everything uh, listed and on the systems, it publishes it to you automatically. By the way, um, I I don't remember what all systems it puts it on, but it it puts it on about three, four, five different uh apps. Spotify being one, and then there's a few others I can't name right off the bat, but definitely Spotify. Um, look up Jagger Resnikov show, and it'll definitely be under that here right after this is over. Um, and then I will send you the audio recording as well, and we can get that situated. All right, cool. Greatly appreciate that. Um, I interrupted you on something. Uh, just go ahead if you remember it. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, oh, okay. So sales, uh, th- just a quick point. Nothing major. Um, people see sales as a bad thing, and I get this because I get people that hate me. But I also have a lot of people that support me, and really that's that's what matters at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what someone thinks. Most people are going to forget you five years from now. There was, there was a study done that um, I believe within a decade, like 90% of the people that you're friends with right now are not going to be friends with you in 10 years in that decade. They're not going to give a flying fuck about you. Like <laughs> They're going to be like, who the hell was that? You know, Unless you're some big name which you know maybe but really other than that people aren't going to care so at the end of the day you've got yourself you've got your friends you've got your family and so you've got to do what's best for you by giving to others by striving to do more and striving to achieve more but sales was a big thing for me that opened up a lot of world i can't talk a big world of opportunity because there's no glass ceiling on it there's no limit to how much you can make and with that comes a lot of you know priorities a lot of responsibility but that's the responsibility i want because i don't want to sit around and watch tv all the time i don't want to sit around and do this there's always times to relax but i i just i don't want to sit around and do nothing with my life so i'm a very high energy person and i think that's that comes off pretty noticeable to people most of the time when i first meet somebody but um sales is just you know everything's bought and sold at the end of the day so you know everyone that harps on sales i mean you you bought a car you bought a house you bought this you bought itunes you bought water you know everybody buys and sells something so there's nothing wrong in it you know right so it's such another topic hobbies people are gonna wonder well i I like to do something in my free time i'm not going to devote my whole entire free time to studying and to trying to publish this because yeah i mean not not everyone's going to work on it the 100 percent of the time yeah there's going to be other things that you're going to be like oh man i'm just sick and tired of doing this but what what can can other people do to focus on their job on their on their dreams and their goals and their aspirations while 
it looking like something completely different, but it still progresses for them. What what do you think other people can do to work with that? I'm talking like hobbies to kind of help with uh, workloads, stress loads, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be different for everyone. So my hobby, I mean, I, I go to the gym a lot. I'm always up at the gym at like five in the morning. The past couple of weeks, I've been up there pretty late, actually. So my schedule has been kind of weird. But the gym for me is definitely something some people play soccer. Some people do are creative writers, you know, and or maybe you just need a few, you know, a day or two to kind of recoup and get your ideas together. I have these days where I work and work and work and work. But then I run out of like this creative flow. I, I get out of my creative flow and I run out of ideas and I'm just mindlessly working and I don't even know, I don't even realize what I'm working on. So, but I noticed yesterday and I'm also moving, I'm moving right now, by the way. One second, um, one second. There we go. Um, but something that I've noticed, I, I just sort of relaxed yesterday. I just took it easy. Um, I took a little bit of time to get get myself together, write down a bunch of ideas, and I've had more ideas than I've had uh, in the past like month, two months, because I t- I gave a day to myself. You know, I was still I still go went over a few things, but I just kind of decreased that workload. I think you know it's good to decrease that workload time to time to allow a little bit of free space because I'm a very all over the place person and so i've always got ideas or something i should be doing or a task I, I feel like i should be doing but you know it's okay to take that pause and to take that little creative break right there so you know it can be different for, it can be different for everyone but um for me personally it's just it's been the gym because that's that's my energy right there that's everything coming out i get my time to myself i listen to my music maybe an audio book so but that's definitely something that's helped me a lot right right so so people are going to be wondering how, how do I have a backup plan? I want to be able to do this one thing that I mainly looked into, but there's nothing else that's really like it. There's nothing else that I can do that will support it. So say someone wants to do a furniture store. They're completely focused on doing a furniture store, but they don't have anything backing up for that. That's similar to it's where they can progress everything instead of having to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, what, what, would you, what would you think... How how would be able to how would people be able to find their backup that correlates with what they're mainly looking at? So the okay, so we're referring to like the main goal being kind of kind of how can someone get to a main goal if they don't know like the exact steps or like clarify just a little bit for me? Well, I, I was gonna get to that that topic in just a second, but say um, in my situation, I want to do private security, but if my private security doesn't work. I could fall back to um, private security tactics. I could work on um, equipment for private security. Those are things that I plan on falling back on. Things that I can, that I have to go through and get completed in order for me to have my private security force. Because I have to have those tactics in there. I have to have the equipment. I have to have the people. I have to have all these things that private security just umbrellas over. People are trying to figure out what does their umbrella cover for their dream? Okay, so yeah, I mean, it honestly just comes down to uh, that consistency, that drive. Like for me, like, so my, my main goal right now has been e-commerce, so a good example. Um, but 
like I, I heard this on a podcast yesterday. I believe it was Gary V. Actually, um, money is literally oxygen to anything. You know, especially in business and even even private security as an example. You know, maybe if if you're able to retrain, retry, you know, go at it, try it again. And I know a lot of people like people who go try to go into the Navy SEALs and then they don't make it, but they train, they keep trying and trying until they hit it. Or if if you know you feel like maybe something isn't what you really really want, then you can always fall back to something close but i'm a very with me personally i'm a very i have one goal that's what i set out to do so you know maybe i have to get a job for a little bit maybe i have to do this maybe i have to do that to help me fund my business and to help grow and to help expand and scale but really at the end of the day my goal is still the same you know maybe i'm on like a a side path right now you know maybe i'm just doing something to help out but really like i'm still putting my efforts and my energy towards that so retraining retrying it's just how bad do you really want it into me in my opinion right right so let's look at supporters your parents support you but no one else does that's probably one of the best things that can happen to you because they they have the money they have the love they have the connections they've been around so much longer than you have my dad has so many connections that can help me with what I want to do right now, but it doesn't fully, my mom doesn't fully support it. My dad does, but he can't make a move without my mom's permission. Okay. But probably one of the worst case scenarios is your parents don't support you at all. You can't find anything to help push you over that edge. And you're not sure if you want to go, go for it. It's the diving board. It's the 16 foot tall diving board into the 32 foot deep pool. You're making that dive. You gotta jump and go for it because eventually you'll realize you're just gonna come right back up to leveling playing field and you're gonna get there. So people are also gonna be like, well, what what if I can't jump? What if I have to go back down the ladder? Go back down the ladder. Go down to the lowest diving board. Start there. Find someone who is willing, grandparents if they're still around, aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, friends, teachers. Somebody is out there that will root for you. There's not going to be no one unless you're Hitler. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, Kim Jong Un, he's had people. People know. I mean, our government supports him because he wants to change his government. There's people like I'm still, I'm still, not, I'm still kind, of, I'm still kind of living. We never got that Christmas gift. <laughs> right, right. I never. <laughs> um. There's, there's what, what's that one dude who got accused of raping a bunch of chicks but got out? Oh, I, about that. I don't remember the name. Um, oh, no, no, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. Right. I know what you're talking about. So he was accused of doing so many bad things of which he didn't really do. And he may have done it. No one really knows. But he was supported by people. He probably not his family. Probably nothing, no one else. Probably his, not even his manager. But he was supported. Um, actors, they're supported, not, probably not by the directors, probably by the families or by the kids. I mean, I'm not telling you to have a family right now because that, that's a lot of money. But later in life, <laughs> yeah. right, you got to pay for kids, you got to pay for wife, you got to pay for a ring. That's a little expensive. You got to pay for yeah. furniture. I mean, this uh, nightstand is, holy crap, that's $399. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Um, yeah. Imagine getting the whole set now, you know, and then you rack up and cool two thousand, three thousand yeah. dollars on a whole set. So. so, so let's let's get into the topic of how to make really good money. 
you have a couple thousand dollars, but you want to make it grow. Go to auctions. There's uh, furniture auctions. There's gun auctions. There's car auctions. You can drop, I don't know, you bid money. You don't lose anything if someone bids a higher one than you. There's old toy sets that you can buy and then do the research on how to fix them up. You can literally fix it, make it a little bit more modern, turn around on eBay, and sell it for more. Flip game. Yeah, yeah, I, I do that shit all the time too with because uh, again I, I talk about Gary V a lot because I've watched a lot of his content and I, it's, it, I admire a lot of what he does um, I flipped a lot of stuff through my Snapchat my Instagram eBay Facebook Facebook especially Facebook Marketplace has done wonders for me um, I've got a few things listed on there right now actually but um, Facebook eBay are really good eBay's um, top notch because I mean you know you've got international you're not going based on a distance um, but you know you you've got to you've got to look for that next step. Even when you feel stuck, you're I don't you're never really stuck. People always say that I'm stuck, but you, you don't have the answer yet. That's it. People don't have the answers. Um, you know, there's always going to be an answer to something. You know, maybe there's multiple answers even, and it's that's something that we get that we allow that stress that misunderstanding or not having that right information to guide us in the wrong direction and doubt ourselves and that that's what really kind of holds us back like you go to garage sales go do this it's okay people are going to look at you you know maybe maybe you do this that people are going to look at you but like at the end of the day this comes back to you just have yourself you know you've got and my biggest supporters have been strangers that have become friends of mine that you know because my, my family doesn't always understand things that i do some of my friends don't understand things that i do but my biggest supporters have Sarah, been strangers we can go to customer service if they want to yeah. give us some free stuff turn around sell and flip it Sarah. yeah <laughs> like you're not sarah <laughs> So, but um, but yeah. Two, I, mean, yes. two, seven, zero, I think that's my food. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. I mean, strangers have been my biggest supporters. I've met people at all kinds of networking events and stuff like that. I, I mean, I've been to a few, not a lot, but you know, I live I live in Oklahoma, so it's it's not Oklahoma's not the most successful. Most, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of issues now. A cool state, but not a lot of things to be proud of. Um, <laughs> just, it's just a different vibe. Honestly, like being real, it's not even like all people. It's just, it's just, it's just a different type of energy. See, I told mm-hmm. you, I went to Europe right a few years ago, and people walk differently, people talk, think differently, people have different ambitions. You know, right. here you've got people that want to get fucked up on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. you go to London, you go to New York City, you go hang around all these big business people, or you know, whatever. These people that are driven, just people that have goals, that have. That that sense of clarity they they're not out wasting time they're not caring what someone else thinks they're not caring what someone else says because it doesn't matter so and so said this okay cool don't care you know like i'm that's that's irrelevant to me but and that's something that people have got to understand more <laughs> let, let's look at let's look at the difference between here and big cities okay so we got i am um, like i said i've been to dallas i've been to uh i've been to that one place in florida um what is it? Really big city, South Coast. Miami. I've been to Miami. Miami. Yeah, I've yeah, been to Miami. Washington, yeah, yeah. D.C. I've seen New York. I've, this is pretty. Uh, yeah, I've been, to, I've been to like a bunch of cities, even in Europe. And the difference between these cities in Oklahoma is the, the way they spend their weekends. I want to go out and get fucked up on the weekends. But these people, yeah, they go to parties. I mean, 
they're not really any different from like a, yeah. And there's a time and place for right. it. You know, there, right. there really is. Like, I said, I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm just, you know, it, it's a priority difference. And this is something I stress to everyone that I talk to. The priority difference: know when to party, know when to work. You know, it, it, it just it, people have it backwards, and that that gets flipped around, and that that's where you start having issues. You know, you get caught up, and then you're an alcoholic. You know? <laughs> or you know, or you have issues, and you know, you, you don't. You're not doing stuff for yourself. You're doing stuff because you feel pressured to do around you right so let's look at parties here we got parties and everyone's here to just have fun and get messed up but in those cities the most successful places on earth they have when you you say hey i'm throwing a party they're gonna be like oh well well, what kind of party oh well it's going to be a fun party (laughs) right but what is going to be the topic of the party is it going to be a business party? Is it going to be a successful party? Is it going to be a congratulations party? Is it going to be... There that goes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, gotcha. Is it going to be a party of creeps? Is it going to be a party of friends? Is it going to be a family party? Is it going to be a funeral party? Is it going to be a marriage party? Bachelor party? I don't know. <laughs> but the main parties that you see whenever you're in these big cities are going to be for their businesses. The parties that people always talk about. Now... Yeah, you'll go to New York and you'll be like, oh, there's a party at this club right down the street. Main, how long has that club been around? A couple years, like 1920s? For almost 100 years. People, back in the 1920s, that club was probably built to discuss business between mobsters. Yeah. So now that club grew, the 50s came, people still went in there, talked about their businesses. Yes, the 50s was great. They, they talked about the businesses. Oh, hey, look, you got a new washing machine? Fantastic. Cool. I got a new washing machine. But this is my idea on how to improve the washing machine. Now, nowadays, you got the, what they created now. The, the reason why they created VIP is for that reason. People come in to these clubs and they say, I'm here to party. They get drunk. They dance with people they don't know. They get roofied, stuff like that. Bad things happen. The business people that are there to converse privately are not there to be around those junkies, around those party heads. They're there to be in a private setting that they re- they can relax in, talk with people they enjoy talking to, and be successful, get progress, make progress, make plans, complete plans, so on and so forth. So that's why they have these VIPs. And that's why you have these big buff bodyguards standing there so these crackheads won't go in and trash the place. Now, how to get on the VIP list. We're going to go back to um, fake until you make it. You can dress up in nice pants, um, some cheap Oxfords, but still look good. A button up, a vest, and a blazer. Comb your hair over, get a shave, or put your hair up, whatever. Make yourself look professional. And you can walk in anywhere, acting like you own the place, and people will treat you like you own the place. I've done this in in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I stayed. Uh, sorry, not to get off topic. I uh, I stayed at Dallas in Dallas back in March, I believe. I stayed over at the Omni Hotel. I don't yeah, know if you've seen beautiful, 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 beautiful five star hotel. Um, I I got there kind of late, right? And so we had some issue. We had some issues with our keys and our trying to book our 
our rooms there. And so they had to make us another key, made us the wrong key. Anyways, I was up there like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and there's still people doing stuff. They had they had business networking parties. They had people they were drinking and stuff and having fun, you know. And that was that was cool. That was totally cool. They um, you know, it's just the energy is so much different. Everybody's so much uplifted. You're not worrying about you know what somebody else has to say. You're you're doing your own business. Everyone's doing their own thing for the most part. You know, you're still in a city. You're gonna have people that are a little bit out there, but like essentially everyone is more self-focused not self-centered but self-focused like like in in giving back you know people are just much more driven and that was something that i definitely noticed when i was in dallas you know i walk into this hotel i see two rolls royces a brand new corvette this that those kind of attitudes are just different and i i hate the society that constantly demonizes wealthy people that demonizes you know doing good things because it's oh because someone else is winning i'm losing and you know i don't like that mentality that's something that i've, I've never liked you know no if you're losing that's that's your fault like like and i even do that dude like even when i was losing when i messed up i was like okay well that was my fault you know like that's that's not someone else's like i i don't understand that that's something i don't genuinely understand is people have that mentality that oh if someone else is winning then oh i must be losing so they're screwing me over it has nothing to do with that and it's, it has everything to do with you and that's where you've got to start and it's just you know once you understand what you want in life everything gets a lot more clear so we're gonna let's take a look at something okay and it's this is controversial. Very controversial. This is not politics. This is not anything that's gonna I don't I don't think it's involves with the law. I mean everything involves with the law in some way, but this isn't like about the law or anything. Let's take a look at the supporters, the antagonists, and the neutrals. Okay. So you got people out there that say I deserve everything. So therefore you should go out and work for me where I sit on my ass at home and get that. Oh, new AirPods? Thank you. That's Those are your taxes. Okay. You have those people on that far side over there. Okay. You have the people in the middle. Like me. Um, I believe you put in your work, you make your cut. The amount of work you put in, the amount of effort you put in is the amount you're going to be getting back from it. Okay. Now, not only are you going to be getting a reward for doing this work, you are getting the experience. The definition of a professional is someone who gets paid to do something. Value-based. So someone... Right. Right. So, shoe. Buying shoes. You get paid to buy shoes. You're professional buying buying shoes by definition. But to be truly professional in today's society is someone who sits there and works hard over and over again, perfecting their performance, perfecting their techniques, perfecting everything, what they do, what they say, how they do it, how they look, what they, what they use, everything to the finest detail to the T. Okay. That I don't, I don't see I don't see being a professional as that, but I also compliment them on being a professional in that way. Right. That is more of a societal professional standard. But as a per- personal professional standard, you can literally go out and paint some dude's deck for 30 bucks an hour. Right. You're a professional at painting some dude's deck. You're getting paid for it. Okay. Now, an expert 
an expert on it would know the in and outs, the very fine print of everything about a certain topic. So, snails. A snail scientist? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to good for right over here. Really, so. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Let's go. A snail scientist would be the expert on a snail. They know the ins and out of a snail. They know how they think. They know what they eat. They know what they do. They know what what they prefer. Stuff like that. And a car mechanic. Or let, let's think. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. What's yeah, Ken Block? Yeah. Sounds familiar. You know who Ken Block is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Drives Hoonigan's cars. Okay. So Ken Block sponsored. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, Ken Block sponsored by Monster. So many so many companies like shoot you'll see three different energy drink companies sponsoring him probably yeah. i don't know i think monster's taking over that position um but ken block doesn't have anyone else building his cars he builds his cars he takes his cars flips them over and says this is what they're gonna be he's an expert on his cars not only is he an expert on his cars he's an expert on how to perform with those cars he knows the ins and outs the way they shift the way they drive the amount of the gear to the the weight to uh, shoot the weight to speed ratio, the gearing ratio, the um zero to sixty, zero to one hundred, so on and so forth. Right? That he's an expert on that. Okay. You have a professional on mechanics working in a car shop. Perfect timing. And so, <laughs> are you telling us to get out or something? Okay. So with, I mean, shoot, with this podcast, we're making money. We're professionals on this podcast. No. Are we experts? No. We're not experts. Everyone can be a professional, but no one. No, it takes not time. Everyone it takes time. It's definitely expert. like a consistency thing, okay. you know. And like, well, it, I think once you hit a certain level, you can definitely, you definitely get that title. Um, an expert is like someone that I see as obviously an expert, and they they know their expertise. They're very crafted and honed in on their skills, on their abilities, um, and strengths. And that's something that uh, you get with time. You know, you know, you don't start out an expert. No one starts out an expert, right? Right. So. So. To get to an expert, how how would you get there? Well, you'd get there by drive. We talked about that. You'd get there by motivation. We talked about that, um, which also plays in with support. We talked about making a plan, what you want to do to make a plan. We talked about hobbies, what you can do to improve your hobbies with that. We talked about – we gave so many examples. We talked about politics. But not politics. So, let's look at what politics mean. Politics is derived from a Greek word. I'm pretty sure it's Greek. Right. And I think it's Greek. Urge- I could be wrong. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I think it's Russian. Look at this. Anyway, it was. It was spelled P O L. I think it was Check French, right actually. Uh, yeah, ancient, okay. ancient Greek. Uh, so, Romanized uh, politica, yeah. polis, meaning affairs of the cities. So, yeah. 
Right. So affairs of the city. Well, how do you, how do, how do you make a city? Well, first you gotta have people. What are those people gonna say? Well, okay, then you have apartments, hotels, and stuff like that. Those are businesses. Okay, now where are these people gonna work? Not everyone can work in the hotels. So, I mean, the hotels gotta provide food. Where where does that food come from? Local businesses, local stores. So people gotta work there. Okay. Now you, now you have a functioning city, but not quite. You gotta have roads, so you have a construction crew. You gotta have some form of public transportation for people that can't afford cars. Okay, so you have people that work that. Then you have to have somebody to build all of this. So that that's that's something that that's jobs right there. So what I'm getting at with this is, you have this fully functional city that is considered. It's the the affairs of the city. This simple dude working at Subway who makes a delivery to Trump Hotel at 5 in the morning is involved in politics. It's an affair of the city because the person he's delivering food to could possibly own that construction company building the next hotel right right across the street. And he's just checking in for the week. So the littlest person on the block makes as big of a difference as the biggest person on the block. So people say, oh, I'm in a job that doesn't, that's not a part of politics. No, you are in a job that involves politics. Everything is politics. You may say, oh, I want to get away from politics. You can't. You can ignore it. But I mean, shoot, I just turned 18. I took advantage of the tobacco law. Right. I like cigars. I like to vape. I'm getting rid of my vape. So right. I'm giving it to my friend because I don't need that anymore. It's a waste of my money. But now they change the law. I'm about to be 21. I, I don't do that shit hardly anymore, though, occasionally. But... Right, right, right. But, like, so they, they changed the law to 21. Now, the reason they said is to get rid of the accessibility to high schoolers. Okay, so we... Okay, yeah. Problem solved. Um, what's the legal age of what's the age of being a legal adult in the United States? Eighteen. So you you're eighteen. You're a legal adult. Um, what 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 can you do? Ah, uh, well, you can get emancipated by your parents, and then you have to pay for everything. Oh well, I've been in school for the past eight years. Um, I didn't have time to get a job because I've been a part of extracurricular activities. I've been studying too much. I'm in all AP classes. I've been trying to get into college. I've been trying to get these scholarships. Okay. Well, you're, you're, let's say you're in my shoes. You, um, you don't get the scholarships. You don't get the appointment to the academy. You don't, your grades aren't good enough. Your testing scores aren't good enough. You're just simply not good enough. Then where do you go? Where do you get this money from? You want to be emancipated? You want to be an adult? You want to be able to do what you want to do? Okay. The freedom. One of the biggest things here in America is the freedom of choice. Turning 18 gave you the freedom of choice to choose something that's considered recreational. You didn't have a lot of recreational things provided by the government until now. You had a lot of recreational things provided by the city or provided by private companies, but they could be able to take that anyway at any time. And you understood that. Um, High requirements on roller coasters, that's a restriction. Um, age requirements at uh, Pizza Hut. I don't know. That's a restriction. That's a restriction. 
But when the government takes away a freedom choice from a certain age where they say you're a legal adult, I'd say that creates a problem. They were right to make this choice. But they were also wrong to make this choice, if that makes sense. Because... yeah. I think that was actually that was actually a really interesting point because I didn't think of it like that. Um, and I, you know, I, the drinking age here is 21, so that's just a mandatory for anything. Um, but 18, that, you know, is 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 a big. Actually, no, you're fine. Well, you're what if? Sorry to interrupt you on that, but. 13, Texas. 303, if you are at a restaurant that serves alcohol within a guardian, a legal guardian, and you get permission from the manager of the restaurant, the legal guardian can provide the person underage with alcohol. That's a state law. In Michigan, is the tobacco use is 17. So then if, if these are federal laws, then the states, these states like Montana and Texas are able to manipulate it, right. then do we really right. have to conform to this 21? Or are we able to keep it at 18? So, let's, let's look at it this way. We're going to go into a little bit of politics here. Rights, lefts, blues, reds. Big men up top, POTUS, made this call. Everyone was okay with it on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Like, Good job. We agree with you. Um, the right, Republicans, Reds, uh, we we like to do whatever we want to do without any interference. We don't think anyone uh, owes us anything. We don't think unless we've done something for them. Um, we make our keep. Okay, the leftists, those liberals, um, Democrats, those people over there, they're probably thinking, sweet, something we can regulate. Okay. And it's it's interesting because you have the freedom of speech, you have freedom of uh, debate, you have freedom of um, what's the thing? Oh, uh, signs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom of protest. Yeah, freedom of expression. And you just that they, they take that. They, 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 first, they take one thing away. It's not an amendment. It's not a direct right, but it was something that was derived from the amendments. It was something derived from direct rights. Same thing that they're doing. I'm going to get into a little touchy subject for other people. It's going to be the same thing that they're doing with gun control. First, they have no gun zone, gun-free zones. Okay, that's fine. Schools. That, that makes sense. You don't, want, you don't want kids in there to be exposed to a firearm. They can be exposed to it at home. Then now they have gun-free zones. Um, literally sections of the city to where you're not allowed to carry in a firearm. And sooner or later, they're going to get rid of the Second Amendment. Okay, They start off little by implementing these, these little tiny, uh, kind of like bed bugs. You go to a friend's house who has a bed bug. They leave. You don't, you don't, you don't leave with one on you. Right. But one did get on you. You flicked it off. For all you know, we could have laid eggs. Now you're in your bed. One egg survives after you shower. Gets in your bed, crawls underneath everything, and then now you have another bed bug infestation. Okay? 
It's the little thing gross. Like how I said. Like how I said with the uh, the little man that runs the subway route to go to the Trump Hotel to the man who owns the construction company. It's the same kind of principle. That domino effect. It, if you think about it, everything that we do within our lifestyle also surrounds physics. You have something small, but that can also lead into something big. So, you know, the I think it's the Vitruvian effect with the balls. Yeah, I was, I know, I should have, I'll, I'll check that out after. Um, I know, I know what you're referring to. Right. It, right. For those of you that don't understand what I'm talking about, it's, you have this pendulum. Talk about the, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like a pendulum. Netflix and Newton. Thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called a Newton's law, where it transfers energy through yeah. these connection of steel balls hanging from a string, and you pull one up, and you let it swing down. And it hits one, and it clicks back and forth, back and forth, and that momentum eventually dies down. But it shows how much of a very little action can be sent through so, so many things. If you, you could even do that with a tiny, tiny marble and you could put a wrecking ball on the other side, it will still transfer that momentum through no matter what. So what I'm trying to get at is the little things count. Little things that you do that counts towards your business. Little things that the government does that counts towards freedom of choice and things that you can do and then freedom of things that you can't do. So that's my two cents. Yeah. And actually that was really interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the event the other day where uh, someone walked into a church and was the church, you know, almost went very fatal. Did you just catch that at all? A person walked into a church, almost shot, um, shot it up, and then a person inside with a legally concealed firearm stopped it. Uh, there's actually a video online. Um, that that was a very uh, that was a very um, big thing towards the Second Amendment because you know right. had that person not been there, a lot of lives could have been lost. And this person literally walked in with a gun aimed at, at someone, and. Uh, that 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 changed a lot you know it could have ended a lot more fatally and because that person was concealed was trained knew what they were doing it didn't you know everyone was fine um from what i remember i don't know if there were any casualties any uh, fatalities but um you know it was a lot better than it, it could have went for sure so right that was definitely a big thing right so yeah the, um that's all i have to say about now yeah, I think I think that's covered everything for today, man. If you want, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, uh, I appreciate. Thank you for coming on the stream. I will get everything shared with you. Um, let's let's definitely work on this and collab together uh, on another topic. I'm glad to have you on. I can appreciate it, Manny. Anything else you want to say before we go off? Um, yeah, just check out my YouTube channel. Um, uh, don't slip up. At YouTube, I have one video on there right now. I might be switching right on over to podcasts and videos of podcasts. So. I like doing these talk topics. I'm going to be doing much more to progress my business and my aspirations. So please give me a check out. Also, look at me on Snapchat at uh, tatertot12111. All lowercase, no spaces. And I will go and put everything in the description of the podcast today. You can like, follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, My man Tate's got a YouTube. You guys follow me on Instagram.